the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Good evening and welcome to tonight's Andrew K. Show. It is Monday. Oh, my. Yeah, it is. We are starting a, a big week, y'all. Big week uh, for the United States of America. The show trial begins tomorrow. The real question that should be on everybody's mind in this country right now is, are, are, are our elections just for show? Do we even have elections anymore? Mike Lindell's video dropped over the weekend. Um, if a, if a man who owns a pillow company screams loud enough, will anybody hear him or has uh, most of the world put a pillow over his face to silence him? We've got so much to talk about on tonight's show, but I want to hear from you. We've got Gregory Wrightstone will be here. He's our favorite climate change hoax buster who's going to be here to talk about what, what is going on and what is going to continue to happen in this country with the assault on our energy sector, the left has been desperate to get their get the final grip on the energy sector of this country. Because with that, as well as I said many years ago, if the left could get two things in our country, we're toast. I didn't even know about the elections at this point because I, I was naive, like a little child, thinking that what's going on with our elections couldn't be allowed to happen in this country. I still believed in the Republican Party at that point. But I said, if they ever get control of our health care and energy, that's really where the inroads will be to having complete control over our lives. 888-344-1170 if you want to be a part of the show. We are streaming live right now on The Answer San Diego Facebook page. Follow me on Twitter for the time being. Uh, Parlor, I guess, was supposed to be back up today. It's still not. In the meantime, I'm not spending more than five seconds a day over on Twitter. But hey, feel free to follow me there. I do love some Instagram because that's where I get to obsess over food. <laughs> um, 888-344-1170. And the man who joins me every night of the day, he doesn't obsess over food as much as I do. Um, but he's got a few obsessions of his own. Uh, but we'll, we'll keep the show G tonight. It's uh, DJ Potato Skins. We have a gentleman. I have my veto pen drawn and ready, and I have only one thing to say. Go ahead. DJ DJ Potato Skins. I might not obsess over food as much as you, but I I, I do love me some good grub. Mm -hmm. All right, so uh, where do we start? I guess we're going to start with tomorrow um, being uh, the show trial begins, as we have discussed a few times on the show. We know what a show trial means. This was a Stalin... Stalinist move. Uh, it's basically meant not to. It's not about truth and justice. It's not about uh, equal justice under the law. Of course, this isn't even a court of law. This is an impeachment uh, trial that is beginning, and we know that Stalin used the technique of show trials by basically dragging somebody in front of the public with a predetermined outcome that this person is guilty, and they are going to destroy this person publicly. 
And in the course of doing that, send a message to all the minions out here that this could be you. So we know that the fix is in for tomorrow. Uh, What many people probably didn't realize was that how much the Republican Party was in on it until Liz Cheney tried to whip up votes against the president. What's most disgusting even today, uh, the Republicans and their role in in these impeachment, is that it wasn't just Liz Cheney. Who, who sat in a leadership position, who literally whipped votes to impeach a civilian, a man who's not even in office anymore, but on the basis of a lie. She knew, Liz Cheney did, that what this was about, that this was a show trial, that it was meant to destroy 75 million voters by attempting to destroy President Trump, thinking she was going to cut off the head of the snake. And what made it even more disgusting, as we talked about last week, is how the Republicans, including Kevin McCarthy, who flew down to, to, flew down to Florida to kiss up to President Trump, promising that he was going to continue to work with Trump to keep MAGA alive, actually then propped up Liz Cheney to keep her in her leadership position, who said over the weekend, she said over the weekend that Donald Trump, has no position of leadership in this party going forward. That should speak volumes to people. Shouldn't it? Shouldn't it speak volumes to, to President Trump to say, you know what, I am done with the Republican Party? Why in the world, if you're a Trump supporter right now, she says, I ain't going anywhere. Matt Gates comes back at Liz Cheney over the weekend and says, you don't represent the Republican Party. You don't even represent Wyoming. Ben Sass was equally censored because, you know, she was censored by Wyoming Republicans and 10 of her districts saying, you don't represent us, lady. Who do you think you are? You're supposed to be representing us there. And you throw the president we voted for under the bus, citing a crime that he didn't even commit. So Matt Ga- and Ben Sass was equally censored because he did a video last week blaming President Trump. And they even Lindsey Graham this weekend. Uh, you know, the, the best that the Republicans are doing outside of Matt Gates is by saying that there was there was no there's no constitutional grounds for this. Um, but Lindsey Graham still said, oh, hist- history now, y'all. Y'all remember now. History's going to remember that that Trump will let history decide what Trump what Trump's wrongdoing was here in that y'all. Yeah, that breach happened at the Capitol. On the six. Now, that's not strong enough. We even had some Republican uh, uh, supposed attorney come out over the weekend to say that the Constitution actually might possibly make it make it okay to impeach a civilian, somebody who's no longer in office. When you have both parties just uh, just, you know, telling you the sky is green. Where do we go as voters? I tell you where I don't go and I don't go to the ballot box to vote for a Republican. Or can we at least give them say how many times have I talked about skins? Can we not at least, you know, you know, at least scare them a little bit? Decide. Because right now they think that I'm not saying all of us, but some of us are going to continue to vote for them because we always do. And, you know, and of course, you know, I've, I've been perplexed and scratching my head over a few friends of mine, conservatives that have been like, don't you dare talk about third party trying to figure out where they were coming from. Of course, one of them's decided he's going to run for office. Well, of course, it's, you know, the easiest thing for him to do is, so you know, is he wants to keep the Republican Party together because if he's wanting to run for office in this next go around in 2022, you know, then, you know, he's he wants the infrastructure there, you know. To, to, so, you know, you got you got to always be looking past the, the, the headlines to figure out what's going on with somebody. And it's not even what has the Republican Party done for me lately. What has the Republican Party done for me in the last couple of decades? Ask yourself that question. Well, when we read the Times article Friday in which the the people behind the as they they admitted they ran a shadow organization to completely control the outcome of our elections by banding together 
And they even called it a conspiracy. See, they dragged Marjorie Taylor Greene in front of Congress because this woman dared to believe in a conspiracy called QAnon. Yet they're out there saying, we ran this, we, here, we conspired to ensure the outcome of, of a presidential election that we wanted by getting together business, the Chamber of Commerce, the AFL-CIO, media, social media outlets, the whole playbook, social media outlets. They got mainstream media involved. They went at the local level. They, they got people that were unconstitutionally not allowed to change election laws, to change election laws. They got the courts involved. They basically bragged on it. It was like I said Friday night. This is like serial killers bragging about their conquest and how they chopped up the body and, and it you know and buried it where nobody could find it for years and years. One of the things that and, and by the way, this same playbook is exactly what they have done with the coronavirus, right? Controlling the message, controlling uh, the outcomes they wanted in the courts, controlling uh, social media, and suppressing any any information that might be contrary, suppressing the truth. Every bit of that was in play, right? One of the things I forgot to mention about the Time article, they actually bragged in there. That they had to hold off their rights. They have riots ready to go. And they bragged about how we told them all to stand down. They had riots. What is Trump, what is the show trial about tomorrow? That he supposedly incited riots. They brag about the ability to literally burn down streets with the same people that were in D.C. this weekend, by the way, on video saying, burn it down. They brag about it. Cory Bush, over the weekend, said, hey, y'all in that prison... That that uh, where you you went up against the guards in St. Louis over there uprising that cost I think one of the guards is in critical condition or something in St. Louis. Y'all, my constituency, I love what y'all are doing. Y'all remind me of Martin Luther King, who said a right is just people, you know, whatever the quote was, is you know people the voices of the unheard. Corey Bush, that was this weekend. Same person who was and and then when called out on it. Like Maxine, when she, when uh, she, she's, uh, what did she say, Skins? She She basically, and this is paraphrasing, she wanted people to gather together to push back on their, on their constituents, on their constituents, make them feel uncomfortable. Right. uh, Just because they held an opposing viewpoint. Right. And Trump says, peacefully marched down to the Capitol, I'm sorry, there's there's a lot more there there. Well, yeah, there's Maxine Waters when she went and said, if you see anybody elected official, push back I, on them. you push back, you go make them uncomfortable. And it wasn't long after that before Sarah Huckabee Sanders and her children were run out of the Red Rooster, whatever it was, restaurant in Virginia and followed down the street. And what pushback did they get? Yeah, none. But But our president, who's not even president anymore, who should be president. Let me talk for a moment about this Mike Lindell video before uh, we take a break. Um, I hope President Trump's... Here's what I would do. if The, the fix is in on, on whether or not they're going to convict him. If I was Trump's attorneys, I would go up there to the microphone and I said this and I would say the election was stolen. And I'd quote from the Times, uh, Times article. He could pull up... They, I would not be there. I would not participate in this without using this as an opportunity to give the facts... About the election. I watched the Mike Lindell video. I didn't watch all of it. And as I'm watching some of it where he's where he's going over these bullet points of what happened state by state. Most of that of what he's talking about, even before he gets in the machines, is documented and agreed upon by both parties. What how this that's not even controversial. We know dead people voted. We know people we know 
that more people voted in the state of Pennsylvania than are registered. We know 30,000 or some odd illegals voted in one state. We know that President Trump won this election. Then Mike Lindell gets into some of the details, and, and he's got this intelli- intelligence analyst, something Flannery or, or Flanagan, uh, Maria or Mary, uh, I can't remember her name off the top of my head. And she's going into details, and she's showing all these timestamps and showing these other countries getting involved and, and, and into our systems. And, and I'm thinking that that's still not hard evidence. Um, somebody needs to be looking at this. And actually looking into these machines, um, even without... But here's my point. If you're Newsmax, you're OAN, you're, you're too scared because you're under threat of a lawsuit from Dominion or from, from Smartmatic about what went on with these machines. We don't need the machines. We don't need the machines to know that this election was stolen. How is it that we are in America today to where it's okay that 30,000 illegals voted somewhere how are we okay that that uh, somebody who's not according to the constitution legally allowed to change the election laws just changes the election laws how is that okay the supreme court is supposed to hear some uh, the follow-up legal challenges some of the some of the cases surrounding the election fraud in february a little late supreme yeah court. yeah a little late they're finally supposed to hear the, the same arguments that turned Bush v. Gore that we know in the states of Pennsylvania and Georgia and beyond that according to the U.S. Constitution, the state legislatures and only the state legislatures have the power to make changes to the election laws. And that is not changed because of coronavirus. And it's not changed because some, you know, Kemp or Mitch McConnell gets money to, or do, to do whatever. That is unconstitutional. And I predict that what happens with the Supreme Court is going to be in February is going to be like what happened Friday with the church cases. And I'll get into that in a moment to where I think that they're going to throw a bone. They're going to acknowledge that some laws were broken here and they're going to send it back to the states um, because I think the Supreme Court is going to realize that um, they have no credibility left. And they care about their credibility. They care about their importance. That's all they care about, including Amy Coney Barrett. All they care about is the perception of them. And I think because of the perception, they're going to split the baby once again and say, yeah, some untoward stuff happened at the states. And we're going to send it back to the state legislatures to fix the issues there. I'm going to take a break. When I come back, I'm going to talk a little bit about Amy Coney Barrett and what happened with the churches and the church rulings on Friday. And I'd love to hear from you. 888-344-1170. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. A-K, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Glad to have you guys with us. 888-344-1170. I guess uh, a caller called in um, and said he wants us to point out more about the coup that happened. I'm not sure uh, what specific. There's many, many aspects of the coup attempt. Uh, Peter Navarro was on Fox News this weekend saying that, uh, that Bill Barr... There were over 30 executive orders that President Trump wanted signed uh, post-election day that Bill Barr and the DOJ slow-walked them. 
wouldn't do them. Um, you know that most of the executive orders that Biden was magically able to sign on his first day in office were fast-tracked by Bill Barr, and Peter Navarro referred to that as a coup attempt. The fact that the sitting attorney general refused to basically do the job that he was required to do. One of the things that Peter Navarro acknowledged was that Trump should have fired Bill Barr a long time ago. I don't know who uh, was advising Trump to keep him keep him around. I, I my, move. my gut tells me that um, as it got into the last six months, he kept I, I, I think he was telling himself that Bill Barr was it's hard to know. I think let me say it this way. I think Trump um, lacks a little bit of discernment. I don't think he was as much of an outsider in some ways as people thought because he had literally been bumping up with all of these people for many years, most of these people in Congress, as he did his business in New York City. And I think that was that was one thing that 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 caused him to lack discernment a little bit because he literally had kind of been on the periphery of the swamp in a way. And I think that um, it's I think it was incredibly difficult for him to know who was really with him and who wasn't. But I also think as he got into the last year, I think he wasn't sure uh, what the prospects were going to be for his family if he left office and he was scared. And well, I plus think mainly was, the businessman. And you and I have talked about it, too. Trump really expected the people that he was playing ball with to treat their deals like, you know, hey, this is a business. You're, you're not going to go back on your word, especially talking about the Republican Party. And it bit him more times than often. Well, he clearly underestimated the extent of the swamp and that I've said many times the most important thing that he said on the day of the inauguration was today is the day the government gets returned to the people. And there is nobody who should be operating today who's been in halfway paying attention to what's gone on. There's nobody who should be operating with the belief that either party right now wants any power given back to the people. They want it all given for them. Uh, the Gre- same. Gregory, yeah, Gregory Wrightstone will be here in our next segment, uh, who was a climate change hoax buster. And let me tell you, but these, you know, the Republicans don't let, don't buy into their crap that they care about the worker and what these green energy deals are going to do. Let me tell you, if they cared at all about the American worker, they would have been, they would have been wanting to seal that border a long time ago. If they cared at all about the American worker, they would have been screaming bloody murder when anybody suggested to President Trump to shut down the economy, they would have been screaming bloody murder when the 14 days came up and it was not a complete full reopening across this country. And everyone in Congress has a district that's out of D.C. in these areas. And, and they didn't care. Was there. And yeah, and they didn't care because they kept getting their paycheck. They kept getting their paycheck, and it gave them an opportunity to act like a hero. Oh, look, I'm going to get you $1,500. I'm going to get you $600. I don't want anything from you because there's nothing you can give to me that you didn't take from me first. The government makes no money. So I'm not sure what else uh, you, you want to hear about. The reality is, you, you know, it, you don't need to watch. My, everybody's talking about absolute proof Mike Lindell has. We already have absolute proof. We know that President Trump won this election. And the Time Magazine article confirmed it. And they can talk all day long about how it, it, they preserved the integrity of the election. No, what they, they, they preserved the outcome that they wanted for this election. I have no idea. I, I could be wrong. I would like to think that we're actually going to see the Supreme Court actually rule, you know, on, on behalf of the people. But why would you believe that they would? Amy Coney Barrett. So this, this uh, so many people, we've become so conditioned in this country to tyranny. 
America, the United States of America, oh, land of the free, we talk about on the July 4th. We have been so conditioned to, to accept tyranny in this country. We're, we, you know, we, we, we don't have any freedom when your kid can't open up a lemonade stand without getting a permit, okay? And we have to have permission to do anything in this country, including right now, the, the permission to exercise our religious freedoms, which is guaranteed under the Constitution. We, there should be nothing. I don't care. I don't care if there's walking anthrax going on in a church. We, there should be nothing barring us from entering a church and doing and, and singing our hearts out in it. But Friday, Friday night, and I think it was a, I think it was a Friday night dump because that's when you put the bad news out. But it was touted as good news. Oh, the Supreme Conservatives, Christians, you know, people who want to go to church, the uh, Supreme Court gave you a gift tonight because they told Gavin Newsom that he can't keep you out of that church. And then they did what they do, right? They said, oh, yeah, yeah, you, you, you uh, have the right to go into church, but Gavin Newsom has the right to tell you how many people can be in that church. Is that freedom to you? Is that, is that religious freedom? And then Amy Coney Barrett, Amy Coney Barrett, homegirl out of New Orleans. Let me tell you something. Anybody who, anybody who thinks that Catholicism, and, I, and don't be at me now. I got family all over that state. But don't, don't be at me, but here's the truth. Anybody who thinks automatically that Catholicism equals uh, conservative politics, look at Louisiana. It's the only state divided by Catholic, by Catholic parish, not county. Would you ever look at that state and think that it was conservative politically? You can't walk down the street without bumping into a nun. You think that state is, is conservative politically? Oh, well, she had this really, let me tell you, she came out of Notre Dame, first of all. I don't even want to fly over anything even remotely considered an Ivy League school. I've been saying for how long? I'm not interested in any judge nominees coming out of any of these schools. If they're not coming out of Hillsdale College, I'm not interested. What, do you think we're doing all these segments on, on how our education system's been corrupted and think it's just somehow bypassed the law schools in this country? Oh, it, Marxist indoctrination just flew over. Oh, because we got the Constitution, right? You look at the way the Constitution is being is being presented to you and what is constitutionally acceptable with this impeachment tomorrow. And tell me if you don't think that they cannot manipulate the law and, and how they're teaching it in law schools. I said during her nomination, did I not say potato skins during her nomination? What did I say concern me about her? That she was going to use the fact that she's Catholic as, well, you know what? I need to make sure I'm, I, I don't... Make sure my decisions are based off that, so I need to pull back, and right. that way, or maybe I should just abstain. Right. And you call it out. Yeah, I said that. She, that I said that her obsession, her twisting herself into a pretzel to avoid the appearance of bias, in and of itself, was a bias. She was nominated to have a bias, and the bias was towards the U.S. Constitution, towards freedom, not towards her own. Uh, you know, um, public persona. That's not supposed to what was be sp- most important to her. Stop worrying about what people think of you and, exactly. make, and make your decision. Exactly. Anybody, that's, anybody that spends as much time as she does before every ruling, I got to check on myself here, and then I got to check on myself here, and check on myself here. Me, 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 me. That's not somebody who's, that's not somebody whose sole focus is to apply and uphold the U.S. Constitution. That's somebody's whole focus is to uphold her reputation and her persona.
It's she, she was a female version of Brett Kavanaugh. And I said it about Brett Kavanaugh, too. He's too concerned about what people think of him. I want people who actually care what the Constitution says. That's what we wanted. That's what we needed. And we're never going to get it bringing anybody in from any of these crap weasel institutions that call themselves the Ivy Leagues. We're just not. And I hate to say that I was right about her, but I was. Your track record just keeps proving itself right. It does. It do. Y'all, when y'all going to believe Be it? Be wrong once in a while. I know, right? Y'all need, to be, y'all need to be believing in AK. I'm preaching. You're in the church of AK. We're going to take a break. We come back. What do the, what do the left worship? They worship Mother Earth. They're just trying to preserve it with all their climate change hoaxterism. We're going to talk to Gregory Wrightstone when we get back. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. A-K, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Um, so I, j- I just uh, checked email. I got an email during the break. And if you guys want to contact me, you can either call in the show. 888-344-1170. I prefer if you call in that you actually come talk to me on air instead of wanting to just have conversations with DJ Potato Skins because I want to actually chat with you guys on air. Um, but if you don't want to call in and talk with me on air, you can feel free to email me. You can go to com. I did get an email over the break from a listener, Russell, who said it was very disturbing, and I quote, very disturbing to hear me be so negative about the Republican Party. And that we should at least be saying, go vote for the Republicans that you like. Well, here's my problem with that, Russell. If you're, we've got two choices. One, to try to launch a third party. Or two, to try to fix the Republican Party from within. Have you ever, um, you know, how do I use an analogy here? You've got somebody who's mistreating you in your life. Um, Do they, are they going to ever stop mistreating you as long as you continue to allow them to mistreat you? Or do you ever, or, 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 or are you ever going to get somebody to stop mistreating you by changing your behavior? You can't change the person who's mistreating you, but you can change their ability to mistreat you by maybe cutting off their access, right? Or maybe telling them, if you continue to mistreat me, I'm, I'm no longer going to have a relationship with you. But to continue to allow somebody to abuse you kind of doesn't make any sense to me. And at least, and, and I didn't say we should never vote Republican again. In fact, one of the things I said to Potato Skins is I said, at least, shouldn't we give it a period to where we strike a little fear in them? Instead of, I mean, the idea, Russell, that we're just going to continue to do like we've always done and expect a different outcome is called in- the definition of, of insanity, right? If they want our vote back, they have to earn they it. They have to earn it. And, and to think that the idea is that we're going to fix all these problems, a Republican Party that literally sat back and allowed an election to be stolen just by voting at some local level of some congressperson. Let me remind you what happened in 2010 with the Tea Party, because the freshman congressmen and freshman senators who, who were elected as part of the Tea Party got swallowed up and marginalized, just like Marjorie Taylor Greene, maybe just not so publicly. And we still had the same outcome right so if but if you believe if you're one of the people that believes that we need to stick with the republican party then at least give me a plan on how what to do to get a different result out of them because just continuing to vote for them at the election box is not changing anything and that's really disturbing that's far more disturbing to me than anything joining me now uh, to get back into the uh, one of the topics at hand uh, so John Kerry, I think it was over the weekend, he was asked about, did you do, did you fly private over here to get your climate award? And he was like, of course I flew private. 
What do you, what do you, what do you, of course I did. People, people like me can't be expected to fly. <laughs> like, coach? Like with you peons? What do you mean? Right? I mean, every, I mean, I, I'm curious out there to the Democrats to keep voting Democrats. Were you shocked by this? Do you not care? Did you not see when they shut down the Keystone Pipeline? Do you not care about the 100,000 people that are out of a job? Oh, you think it's not going to matter to you? Well, wait till maybe you start seeing a little change in your light bill or maybe a change at the gas pump. Joining me now to discuss is Gregory Wrightstone, who is my favorite climate change hoax buster. And he joins me now to discuss. Hi, Gregory. Welcome back to the show. Hi. Glad to be with can, can I make a comment on what you're just talking about? Absolutely. Yeah. Speak. Um, I, I, I have a history. I, I'm executive director of the CO2 Coalition, but I'm going to take that hat off right now and mm-hmm. speak as a as a private individual and rather than for the CO2 Coalition. Uh, I, I was the founder and president of a statewide Tea Party group back. We predated the Tea Party, actually. Uh, we were number eight on Lois Lerner's hit list for the IRS. Mm. Uh, so we, you know, I, I, I cut my teeth uh, politically on that. Uh, my daughter and son-in-law both just recently uh, changed their registration from independent to Republican because they wanted to make a difference and have they wanted to be able to have a statement on who they uh, select in the primary. And actually, she's running for school board now in our, uh, at, at the age of, of 30. So, uh, you know, it's a little bit different perspective. They They're angered, and they went from independent to Republican instead of Republican to independent. So I'll take my uh, I'll take my my personal hat off and now put on my my CO2 coalition hat. Oh, well, before you uh, go, though, because I'm not really sure mm-hmm. what your what your overall point was for that. Well, uh, you seem to be you were advocating leaving the GOP is just from listening to what you had to say. I'm right? advocating. Right? Let me let me clarify. I'm advocating for solving the problem. And I yeah. don't think and, and there and we have a major problem. We we have a uniparty system right now. And we don't have a second party system. We have we have one party rule. So we can either try to fix the Republican Party from within or we can go third party. If people think that the solution is because I get a heart, it will be for a third party. But if people 60 something percent of Republicans in a poll today said that they would leave the Republican Party. So, but if, if that people think it's unworkable, then my question is, give me a plan. How then are you going to change the Republican party? Yeah. Well, you kind of do do it from inside my, my, and how, right. And so then my question is how, because it's great to run at the local level, but we've got a leadership that, that's, that you saw, you know what happened at the tea party. So maybe this is a topic for another day and I'll have you come back on after you really, and and I really, yeah. And then you can really give me a good, cause I'm open to that. And this is what I've been saying. Let's just, I I think instead of people going, no Republicans, we got to go third party or fix it from within, but nobody seems to have a plan for, for, that and if you're against can can i just address that just one just from my own perspective sure my wife and i both we were not happy with our local republican committee from our town and we're in pennsylvania from our township and we both got on the gop committee got other people on and we've basically taken over our gop committee for our township so now we make we're we and our other conservatives are now in charge and dominate uh, making those recommendations of who we recommend to vote for. Well, then that's strategy. Yeah. That's that's good strategy. People need to do. 
That's, that's what people yeah. need to do. So, mm-hmm. but, so, but, but anyhow, there's a lot to talk about by yeah. climate change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, okay, um, Senator Kennedy out of Louisiana, his response to John Kerry was, Mark, with all of this, we're going back in the Paris Climate Accord, and we've shut down the Keystone Pipeline, and um, they're ending fracking. And uh, Senator Kennedy said to John Kerry, my car doesn't run on fairy dust or, wow. uni- or unicorn urine. I think that that's a, a fantastic response uh, to the insanity that's going on. Um, of course, Senator Kennedy is not the climate expert that you are. What do you think the listeners need to know right now about what's going on here? Oh, boy. There's, um, the main thing that we, they need to know is that the Biden plan for climate change and his, what he's been producing or pr- pr- proposing, his goal and the goal of Green New Deal is to increase energy costs for all of your listeners. That's their wow. goal. They want they it absolutely is. They don't they don't come out and say it, but that's their goal. They want to increase um, costs for everything generated from fossil fuels, which represents uh, some seventy seventy five percent of all the energy in America. Uh, wind and solar are at one and three percent. Uh, of the energy mix in the United States, they want to. What they need to do, what they their their stated goal, is to increase the cost for everything generated from fossil fuels. And what they what they will do, whether it's by carbon tax, by extreme regulations, by bans of fracking, bans on drilling, bans on leasing, they want to drive those energy costs up so that wind and solar can compete, not just compete but be economically more attractive than fossil fuel-fired energy. And the only way they can do that is, is by fiat, is by the stroke of the hand. And, and, and Joe Biden, on his first day, the, the thing that got a lot of press was this XL pipeline mm-hmm. uh, that was, that was uh, he, he canceled the, the permit to cross. The, it, the only thing that the, the, the government, federal government could do to stop this was at the very point that infinitesimally thin line at the international border was he could he could stop that international border crossing and that's what he did and so with that he, he stopped eight hundred thirty thousand barrels of uh, oil coming down from the alberta tar sands project into the united states uh, and he said he was doing it to stop carbon dioxide emissions and that we needed to rein that in well the fact of the matter is, what he did with that uh, put 11,000 to 13,000 mm-hmm. people out of jobs on both sides of the border, but it won't stop that oil from being produced. It won't stop that oil from being consumed and burned mm-hmm. and turned into carbon dioxide emissions because it'll either go to the to the western coast and then ship to Japan or it'll, it'll go more, more likely uh, by rail. Warren Buffett's pipe uh, trail train. Well, let me ask you this, uh, and let me ask you this. So, as it gets shipped across over to Japan, how does it get shipped? Well, they're going to have to build a pipeline to the west. That's going to take a while. Yeah. It's more likely, so then the oil, t- they're likely, going to be, have to be tankers more, that are going to transport it, right? Oh yeah, yeah. But the more likely scenario is that it'll be shipped by rail. Now, now rail is a fairly safe method of transportation for oil, but not nearly as safe. There's rail as to Japan pipeline. Am I missing? No, there's rail. 
no rail down to the United States. Right, but to Japan, you said likely go to no. Japan. We don't have rail for that. You know, no. um, you know, I thought Peter Ducey did a really good job with Jen Psaki by pointing out that all these, oh, well, these because John Kerry said they, they can just go make solar panels. Where are these people going to go get a job? Well, they'll just go make solar yeah. panels. So, you know, Ducey well, posed the same Pose the same question to Saki today. They, there's, they've put, they just with one stroke of a pen put all these people out of work, and they don't give a crap about any of the impact of these policies on the average American. I'm already looking at four dollars. Gas is already up to four dollars a gallon here in San Diego, and now we're also going to be looking at our at our electric bills going up too, aren't we? Yeah, and the dirty little secret about the jobs, the uh, and renewable sector, solar and wind, right now. They are in a crisis. They can't hire people right now uh, to fill these jobs because they're dangerous. They're 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 they're, uh, they're not that high paying. And uh, uh, what they do is they have these projects that might take six weeks or two months or three months to do, and then they're off. They're building it in eastern Kentucky, and then they're off to Utah, and then they're off to Arkansas, and so they're traveling around. These are you know they have these big projects, but. People don't want these jobs. Well, and, not, yeah, and, and not to mention the fact. Excuse me for interrupting, because mm-hmm. we're running. We got only have a couple minutes left. These are also, by the way, these green jobs are not exactly clean energy. They're quite dirty. Um, in fact, I, I the uh, the Environmental Protection Agency predicted these this, these numbers for um, solar waste by the year twenty fifty. Solar waste, um, hazardous. Uh, Issues like toxic metals, oil, fiberglass, and other material. United States, 10 million tons. Germany, 3 million tons. China, 20 million tons. And on and on and on. Um, they, there's a very little, um, uh, the, what they would get out of these materials. They, the solar panels are not easily recyclable. And what they would get out doesn't, uh, what they would get out of them, they wouldn't get enough material out of them to cover the cost. So we've got a recycling, recycling issue going on. Um, And and, uh, uh, what uh, was I going to read? There's also something about um, the batteries for all these cars. They're wanting, uh, in California, they want all the cars to be electric by something like 2030 or something like that. But the batteries... Even if they repurpose, they have to they have to be disposed of somewhere that don't they, Gregory? So whatever. Not, not, not only that, if you're in favor of this, the electric cars, like you're saying, and the batteries and and renewables, you are you are in favor of forced child labor. You just are because they it's the cobalt that's needed for the for these uh, projects. And and if you just Google and if you say what are you talking about, Wrightstone? Just Google two words: cobalt. And Congo, and you'll find that they're using ten and twelve-year-old boys to do the mining for this cobalt in, mm. in the Congo that are required for this. And you're also in favor of having China uh, have us. While we just got became energy independent, if we go to this uh, true electric economy, we're going to be dependent on China instead of Saudi Arabia for the rare earth elements that are needed for these projects, for for the batteries, for the solar panels, for the for the wind turbines. So we're gonna you know, if you're if you're in favor of this, you're in favor of forced child labor and and dependence on China for, for uh, our energy needs. So so it's, it's, uh, I, I'm not yeah. in favor of it. You're if you're for this you're in favor of child labor. 
you're uh, in favor of being dependent on communist China. You're in favor of environmental hazards out the wahoo, far worse than anything we're dealing with right now. And you're in favor of the loss of, of hundreds of thousands of jobs potentially in the long run, as well as taking it up the shorts on your energy bills. So congratulations. There's nothing good coming out of this so far. You know, if, if, if alternative energy had um, the abilities that they say that it has to be cleaner and to be cheaper, then that's an industry that will emerge on its own. There's something called uh, creative Mm -hmm. destruction, where as new technology that's better emerges, the old technology goes away. And when that happens, great. Then then people who work on pipelines or whatever will automatically have another job to go to, and we're not at the case. Gregory Wrightstone, thank you for being here. Gregory's book is Inconvenient Facts, The Science That Al Gore doesn't want you to know thank you so much thank you and good luck to your daughter by the way in winning that school board seat we need more people to be running for school board seats thank you all right stay uh, take care we'll be right back don't go away be sure to follow andrea k on twitter at andrea k show and follow her on facebook and like her fan page at andrea k spelled k-a-y-e andrea k bringing the world a much-needed reality check you're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. I did not watch any of the Super Bowl, but I am a fan of uh, Tom Brady's uh, for many reasons, uh, not just because he supports Trump, but this dude, if, if, if half of America had his work ethic and his drive and his ambition, this was, man, he was 199th in the draft. He was not a top draft pick. He's, he is where he is because of his fierce competitiveness, his work ethic, his drive, his focus. If I had half, I wouldn't have to take balance in nature because then I would just eat 31 <laughs> fruits and 10 servings of 31 fruits and veggies on my own. I wouldn't have to get it in pill form. I wouldn't have a donut sitting here. I guarantee you Tom Brady doesn't eat donuts. But you know what? I am still healthier than I've ever been. I have not had an antibiotic in 13 months now. That is unhurt. That is literally miraculous. My family is in complete awe and it's true. And so, um, no, I'm not going to get the vaccine. I, my own immune system is quite boosted and I'm healthy. And so I'm feeling good about myself. So go to balanceinnature.com, use discount code health, free shipping, 35% off. I kid you not to be for the first time in my life to go 13 months without an antibiotic for an infection in either my ear, nose or throat or sinuses is, is truly a miracle. It is. Can't say enough about it. Um, you know how bad it is, the cancel culture going on in the left today? Getting worse every day. It's so bad that Heather uh, Mushaw, I think is her last name, she, they fired the Biden administration, fired the White House sign language interpreter. Because they found out, they literally searched her and found out that on her social media profile, I think they found out that she supported President Trump. And they not only canned her, but they have harassed her and bullied her online. This is a woman who's, who, who's dedicated a career to making sure that deaf people can, can hear a message. She's signing somebody else's words. And if she was a pro-Trump person who then has stuck around to be Biden, she's not there. It's not as though she was caught messing with the, you know, doing a Biden press conference and changing his words or saying something nasty, you know, about Biden, you know, using her fingers. Remember, Andrea, they want unity. Yeah, right. Now they're dumping on the deaf community. 
They're literally removing an opportunity for somebody in the deaf community to hear a message coming out of an administration. That is some sick stuff. That's that's how sick they are. You're going to cancel a sign language interpreter. Wow. Anyway, we'll be right back tomorrow. Keep those emails coming. AndreaKShow.com. Love you all. Peace out. Peace out.